Welcome into Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now here are your hosts, Jeff and Nicole Essig. All right. Well, welcome back to Hour 2 of the Fitness Fanatics. Um, Nicole and I have just kind of been rambling the first hour about ourselves and, and the Ferrell's program a little bit, our 10-week challenge coming up. Um, but we have, for our first guest on the Fitness Fanatics, the founder of Farrell's Extreme Body Shaping, mm-hmm. Mr. Lance Farrell is with us. How are you today, Lance? I'm fantastic. Hey, Jeff and Nicole. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be on your inaugural show. Yeah. Thanks well, for so joining cool. us. Yes. Um, before we get started, Nicole actually has your book with her right now. Uh-oh. So she's mm-hmm. going to do kind of an introduction. She's going to read... I was just going to read the about the about author part the author. to introduce you since we didn't really talk about what, how we're going to bring you on. So, yes, so I'm just going to read that real quick. So she is going to go off and then we'll chat. Yep. So about the, about Lance, Lance has a passion for helping people live more fulfilling lives. It started with helping people defend themselves through martial arts training. This passion evolved into fitness and nutrition coaching. When Lance saw paradigm shifts happening with regular people who were applying simple concepts, he was inspired to share a system with more people and has grown a franchise with dozens of locations over several states. So I'm just going to read that little part because we'll talk more about, I'll let Lance tell more about himself. But Yeah. All right. So Lance, very, very good to hear your voice this morning. Uh, Nicole and I were talking about, we don't know what we would be doing with our lives yep. if you did not start this program. So uh, we just want to was to hear from you like how did Farrell's extreme body shaping go from two one location in mm-hmm. Beaverdale, Iowa to now I think we have 56 locations in eight or nine different states across the country. So give us a little bit about yeah. your background. Yeah, you, you got to be careful when you ask me a question like that. I might launch into a long story and this might be the last segment you hear just me talking <laughs> to the very like end. We have 20 so. minutes. Yeah, right? we're, we're good. We yeah. got lots of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, it was uh you know, I was teaching martial arts in Des Moines, and we were always looking for different things to do. And we actually, I took a bunch of our instructors down to Florida to a workshop. And in this workshop, Ernie Reyes Sr., whose son was one of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in that original movie, Ernie Jr., uh, Ernie Sr. is up on stage doing this demonstration, this martial arts demonstration, and his shirt gets ripped off. And he's just like, he's 55 years old. He looks like a professional bodybuilder. Everybody's like, whoa, look at Ernie. And so puts his shirt back on, the demonstration is over, gets on the microphone and says, hey, I got this book called Body for Life. You guys should get this book, check it out, read it. So that was in uh, 2000. We actually went, I went out and bought eight of the books and all of our staff said, hey, read this, you know, and do it, see what happens. And Todd Doerr, my number one guy right now, actually stayed with the program. Him and I did it for a year. We had good results with it, so we got to make something out of this. So essentially, our program is based on the bodybuilder philosophies that have worked for bodybuilders for years. Who has the best physiques in the world? Bodybuilders, right? So why not mimic what they do? And by doing that, we're able to take what the bodybuilders do and make sure the average, as uh, as Nicole read, the average everyday person can get great results by just following this process. And gosh, you know, we started with, uh, I had a bunch of, I teach in Taekwondo, but it's a Taekwondo mom sitting on the side watching the kids do class. I remember just having this flyer and going around handing flyers out to these moms saying, hey, you know, give this a shot. We're starting this. The first session we did back in 2001 had 40 people in it. I'm sure eight of our staff, the other 32 were uh, Taekwondo moms mostly. And when we got done with the 10-week session, we took them to the floor photo, you know, 
we did the after photo and all that, and the fitness test. We were astounded. All 40 people had great results. It wasn't an exception. Like, everybody had great results. And, and you know, we looked at that, like, okay, well, how did we do that? Because people know how to eat. They know how to exercise. Why don't they do this on their own? Well, what we did is we took a, a part or a page out of the martial arts class, and that's the accountability, the culture, the coaching. So we took that coaching component and made sure that there was, there was one coach for every 10 or fewer people in that. So basically we had four coaches, and the coaches would call people if they missed class and just hold them accountable, make sure they're following nutrition, and just really at a high level hold them accountable. And that's, I think that was the only way we were able to get all 40 people to have great results. In fact, one gal, her name is Lori Chambers, um, she, her results were so good. Of course, she got her glasses off, got her hair done, all this stuff. We couldn't hardly tell it was the same person because she transformed so much. I think she lost like 40 pounds. And to us, it's not about the weight. It's about losing the body fat, getting in better shape. And uh, clearly, when you do this program, you live it, you're doing strength training, you're putting muscle on too. So you're putting pounds of muscle on. So it's, it's much more about the, the weight loss. And it's looking in the mirror and just feeling good about yourself. But so... So that's our first session, and we had a couple sessions later, I'll never forget this story. Um, we had we decided to have our $1,000 prize presentation at a park. So every 10 weeks, we give up the $1,000, and um, we're about to give the money out. I can't remember if we've given out yet or not, frankly, but I saw this guy sitting by himself at a picnic table, and all by himself, and I thought, oh, the poor guy. I looked at him like, yeah, he's, he still needs to you know, still on his fitness journey, needs some work. And I sat by him, and his name was Chad, and I said, hey, Chad, you know, how you doing? He goes, oh, really, really good. I'm just, I'm over here sitting in awe because before this program, I didn't like to look at myself in the mirror. I, I didn't like, I didn't want to go to work. I was embarrassed on how I, I looked and how I felt. And this, this friend's giving me a new lease on life. And right then, I'm like, oh, wow, this is more than just the physical transformation. This mm -hmm. is emotional and spiritual. So, that really grabbed me and motivated me. I thought, man, we've got to just really do a good job with this and, and protect this program because it's working for so many people so well. And and, and it's worked yeah, for 20 yep. years. Yep. Like <laughs> nothing, I mean, I know the strength training has changed a little bit, just a little bit more dynamic, but the core principles of Farrell's Extreme Body Shaping has not changed in 20 mm -hmm. years. And I think that is what is so amazing about this is you see different fitness things come and go and fads and diets and you know they just don't have that sustainability um and just because we haven't changed like we know who we are we know the core principles the nutrition the kickboxing what the works. strength training we know the formula yeah and what's amazing is that you know you've been able to take this formula that worked in Beaverdale, and, and I know Urbandale was the second one because that's where I did my first 10-week challenge. I did my first at Beaverdale in 2003. I remember working oh, wow. at... Yeah, yep. I remember working at Godfather's Pizza right next to Farrell's in Urbandale, and, <laughs> and Sean Comer, who was my boss, which you know very uh -huh. well, he was like, oh, Jeff, you can see this Lance Farrell. He, he could kick you in the head 10 <laughs> times in five seconds, and I was like, oh, this sounds like I want to go do this for six days a week, you know, but... <laughs> but I started and, and, you know, so, um, it's just, and, and one thing we were talking about in the studio before you came on was we were asked about the instructors and one of the coolest things that I think is really cool about Farrell's is that every single person, every instructor, every coach, every gym owner all started with the 10 week challenge, taking their before picture, getting their measurements, not knowing what to expect, everybody having a reason why they started 
and Farrell's help changed their lives so much, like Nicole and I, that mm-hmm. they decided they wanted to give back and they wanted to coach and instruct and be mm-hmm. a Farrell's owner. And they moved across the country to, to open a location in White Bear, Minnesota that turned from one location in the Twin Cities to 20 locations in the Twin mm-hmm. Cities, all from passionate mm-hmm. people that Farrell's helped change their lives. And now they're helping change others, which is just really amazing. So can you expand on that a little bit for us? Yeah, so you 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 said it earlier, and you know, there's a lot of places for people to go to exercise, a lot of them. And we're just very blessed to have the recipe for helping people lose the body fat. And I think when someone goes to a gym or a fitness facility, a studio, whatever they, wherever they're going, they want to get in better shape. They want to probably lose body fat, put some, put some muscle on, do whatever they want to do. And you know, they're going to get results from time to time in these places, but that's what we have hung our hat on for 20 years is helping people lose the body fat, lose the inches, put the muscle on, gain flexibility, gain strength, get in. When you would do those things, then it affects you, you're psychic. You know, you look in the mirror and you see a different person, a better version of you, and you get excited about it. And that fuels the fire. You know, I had a, I was blessed to do an interview with uh, Peter Jensen. He just wanted $10,000, you know, after 12 mm-hmm. months for the audience. We, we give out $10,000 to one male, one female for the most transformed in our entire system. Whereas the 10 week session, the thousand was given away every 10 weeks at every session. So we've given away like $2.5 million over the past 20 years. But I had the privilege of interviewing with Peter Jensen. And I said, you know, one thing is, I know people have a hard time sticking with stuff. And he even admitted his wife was there. And she said, before this, he would do something for two weeks or four weeks and he was done. He mm-hmm. never stuck with anything. Right. But he stuck with this. So I asked him, I said, Peter, and you guys will get to see the video of him later because the, the interview. But how'd you do it? How did you stick with this program for over a year and have such great results? He lost like 140 pounds or something. Um, he said, you know what? It was the progress that I saw. It was, I think he started with one push up or something, and you know, now he's up to 60. But he, he looked himself in the mirror, and he could see the change. He could see the progress. And then when people started noticing him and saying, Man, Peter, you're looking good, that fueled his fire more. So it was the progress of the results that kept him going for that long of a time period. He kept going because when he, he'd lost 60 pounds, about half of where he was going, uh, people were making comments about and seeing them on Facebook like wow you look different what the heck are you doing yeah and I, the results just kind of fuel themselves like a snowball rolling downhill yeah and that's actually a good segue into talking about your book I have read your book life at level 10 and one of the things I really like about it is that you share a lot of those success stories and a lot of the success stories of the prior 12 month um, challengers and it's it's really crazy and it's just like how Jeff and I each have a story how everybody has a story as you're reading mm-hmm. those stories um, I think people can find themselves in maybe not all of them but you know you find yourself in a story mm-hmm. um, and I really like that about your book because it shows people you know that it is really is just ordinary people that are doing this program mm-hmm. and finding success and changing just the trajectory of their lives. It sounds really dramatic to say that. Um, and that's not not just Farrell's extreme body shaping. That is making a commitment and decision to yourself, keeping yourself accountable, showing up. We just are able to help you kind of stay on track if that's something that you need. But I really liked that about your book. And I know um, that's very similar to, to the, what you just did with Peter. But everyone has a story. 
And, but it always starts with that decision, that commitment to, to do it and not stop. And it's just, it's really inspiring to read those stories. Now, Lance. Yeah, Nicole, did... I, I appreciate that because, uh, oh, sorry, Jeff. Oh, I was just, this, this is all about me. Um, <laughs> I was just going to add, did, did Peter happen to say oh, that he came to and took one of my workouts at Pioneers? <laughs> and I know that that one workout that he took of ours at, at FXV Lincoln has really pushed him to that 10000 $10, Did he mention Did Jeff? he mention my name? Because. <laughs> You know, he's somebody that I would we would like to get on to talk about on our radio program. Um, oh, yeah. And I didn't put two and two together because I, I remember after Nebraska lost to Minnesota, I had this guy from Minnesota message the gym and mm-hmm. say, hey, we're going to be in Lincoln. Can, can my wife and I stop out and work out? And my reply to him was... Because he was wearing in no, his picture? No. He oh, because he was he, from he Minnesota. He said he was what Jimmy okay. was from Minnesota. And okay. my reply to him you know, typical Nebraska fan, typical gym Jeff. owner. I said, you can come work out as long as you're not wearing any Minnesota gopher shirts. <laughs> yep. and he said, deal. Yep. So he, and I didn't know it was him at the time, but yeah. him and his wife came in there. I remember they came to 6 a.m. at Pioneers and <laughs> took my class. And the next thing I know, the guy won $10,000. And I know, and when we get him on this show here soon, no. that he will say that one workout really just changed his whole mindset about everything. I mean, did he mention me yeah. at all in this interview? Well, I, 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 I hate to burst your bubble, Jeff. I, I heard Nicole roll her eyes there a second oh, ago. You, I heard it, actually. Oh, yes. And, but he didn't say anything. I'm sorry, Jeff, but he has visited many, many different girls occasions. He yeah. loves to go see what they look like. He loves to go meet the people. He is like really emotional about this. Uh, he's really all in. And yeah, when you meet him and talk to him, when you have him on your show, you'll see it. And the people on your show will feel his energy. It's just amazing. The guy is a rock star. He really is. Well, and what's so cool is, is like, you know, we were talking earlier um, before he joined us about how when we were in Altoona, you know, just all the friendships and, and people have lifelong friends that they made at Farrell's that they didn't know. And then, you know, we're just caught up in our own little bubble in Altoona. And then when we moved to Lincoln, you know, to the two gyms here, it was like, this is going on here, too. Like, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. people here that, like, we were just at a wedding um, yesterday, one of our, our members, and we were sitting at a table, and three of our instructors were there, and Nicole and I were there, and it was like, none of us would be here without Farrell's Extreme Body Shaping. So mm-hmm. it's like, it, it's cool because where if you go into a gym in Altoona or Lincoln, Nebraska, or Blaine, Minnesota, or, um, you know, in Denver, Colorado, or wherever you're going, um, mm-hmm. Springfield, Illinois, you get the same feeling any ferals you walk into about the community feeling, the family atmosphere, everybody's really supportive. Even when they don't know you, you walk in and, and cause we're all there for the same reason. Um, and that's to be the healthiest version, the strongest version of ourselves. And it doesn't matter which location you go into. You find that anywhere you go, any ferals locations across the country. Now, Lance, did that yeah. come from your martial arts background? Because we haven't really talked about that. Did Does that family atmosphere, the encouragement, does that come from the martial arts aspect? Yeah, absolutely, Nicole. It really does. So when you're – I have this philosophy that when you, like, 
eat together, you have a meal together, there's some type of bond that happens when you eat with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so you eat with somebody regularly, you, your, your bond grows deeper and deeper. I think the same thing happens when you work out, when you sweat, when you work really hard, you're exerting yourself with other people. And that's the martial arts. That's the group exercise in martial arts because the instructor is pushing you to the point where you're sucking for air, you know, and you're, you're sweating profusely. You're trying to keep up with you're not comparing yourself to other people in class, but you're trying to keep up and do your very, very best job personally. That's a bonding thing that happens with, with, our, with our kickboxing, with our strength training. And, and then going through the struggle of trying to, and, and most people don't try and win the thousand dollars when they come in, but trying to be the best, best version of yourself. And then that's like the cherry on the cake is, is winning some of that money. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a bonding thing that happens in our program, in our classes, because when you face struggles together, everybody has a different mountain they're climbing. We don't know what their mountain is, but they're struggling through something typically in their lives. Either they've just gone through a struggle, they're in one now, or there's one coming up, right? right. Mm-hmm. But nobody knows what their mountains are, but we all have something that we're dealing with. And when you get in an environment like that, and a lot of people have the same goal is to get better fitness, right? Then you bond and, and you're, you're struggling together, and that bond is is pretty incredible. And I, I will say that it that's one of the things that derive from the martial arts, just like the accountability that we do, because it's the Mr. Miyagi Danielson instructor thing from Karate mm-hmm. Kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Be the loving, caring instructor that's going to do everything they can to lift that student up so they can do the very best and not browbeat them like Julian Michaels. I'm sure she's a great person, but the biggest loser thing is to browbeat because people couldn't wait to get out of it. And then what happens? They go back to their old habits, they get their old body back. We've been blessed to have, I don't know if you saw, you saw Peter Jensen, you saw Michelle Wood, the same day we interviewed her, and she, her uh, $10,000 contest ended like nine months ago or something, right? It ended a long time ago, the first part of the year, and then she waits until she wins the award. Well, she got in way better shape even after she, she finished her program. She didn't know she won, but I don't know if you see the arms on her. She is just mm-hmm. ripped. Yeah. Absolutely ripped. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, going back to like, you're talking about, you know, the instructors don't browbeat people. Um, so Mm -hmm. two comments I had on that, like back to all the instructors started off at an orientation, like listening to somebody that came before them. That first day is really intimidating. It's vulnerable. You're vulnerable. Yes. You're, you're not sure what, so yeah, it is nice to know and remind yourself that everybody stood there in front of a stranger half naked getting their before picture (laughs) taken like everyone has done it you know and and came out the other side and look what has happened so it's it's, very vulnerable it's cool because the instructors have been where that person is and that's true in martial arts too yeah there's a Mm -hmm. lot of there's Mm -hmm. a lot of parallels so that's what's really cool um oh where else was i going like now I kind of, well, so, so anybody that's new that has the throws listening, yes. you know, it's, you're, you're doing a swim, swimsuit photo basically. And, yeah. and that's the best documentation you can have because yes. you can't really fudge the photo. We don't fudge them. I know they can be done, but we don't do that. Mm-hmm. But when you are done with your 10 week session and you go to the back of the before photo, you know, your after photo, it's remarkable. But if you don't take that before photo, you have no record of it. You forget right. what you look like. Yeah, I, it's just it's one of those things you don't want to remember. That's why you right. document with a photo, and it's done privately. No one else sees the stuff. So if you're if you things, 
If you yeah, come into listeners. Lincoln, I'm the only person that takes before pictures. So exactly. It's just me. And yeah. then <laughs> the other thing that scares people is like Sarah's extreme body shape. And oh my gosh, it's extreme. I can't handle it. I've had some people tell me, oh, I can't handle that. It's going to be too rough. Right. Like when they don't realize the extreme is in the results. Mm-hmm. The extreme is in the accountability, in the coaching. It's in, you know, it's in the people that are caring for you. It's not so extreme you can't do it. And you guys have seen it in your program. What's the oldest person you've had in Lincoln, Nebraska, or Altoona that's gone through your program? Yeah. <laughs> There's no spring chicken, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. You guys remember your oldest person? How old's Ron? 71. But we, yeah. we just have somebody that um, enrolled who's doing 915. Is he older than Ron? He, mm, I can't remember. Well, I always tell our members that are like Ron, I'm always telling man, if I'm in as good a shape as you are yep. at 71, I'm going to be feeling yep. really good because he's always in, and he's always yes. stretching after class. Yep. And he's always like, you young kids need to stretch right now <laughs> when you're in your 30s and yeah. 40s. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so he's, well, I'm he's sure great. Ron yeah. and the other person is not like Jack Lane who's super fit at their age. They, they come in, they've got, but they can do it yeah. regardless yeah. of their fitness level. They can do it. Right. And, you know, you guys know we have modifications for people. If they have a knee issue, knee issue or hip or ankle or something, we can help people do things. Mm-hmm. And that's what's yep. so great is that anybody can do it. Yeah. Anybody can do it. Um, when I did my 10-week challenge, I started off, I, I remember my bag partner. Her name was Dee Martinson. She was in her 60s, and it was me and her every night standing next to each other. There'd be days where I'd look over and she'd have a red band and I would have a green band. And I'm like, well, I can't have a green band. I got to do red if Dee's doing red. But, you yeah. know, I still remember her and I still remember my instructors for my 10 week challenge way back in 2008. Yep. Um, so that's fantastic. We, yeah. we try to drill into our instructors. Especially that, for Jeff because he doesn't have a very good memory. Well, when it comes to there you go. Well, yeah. hey, that's what I was waiting for. When it comes to sports <laughs> statistics, you, I, I can tell you. So Pretty much sports. everything. Well, yeah, yeah sports. So yeah. I'm I'm good when it's sports related. But it like <laughs> when we're measuring somebody's waist, like I'll measure somebody's waist and I'll go to write it down and I Gone. forgot what the number was <laughs> within five seconds of looking at the tape measure. Well then I have to do it again. But man, you asked me who scored touchdown in the yeah, nineteen ninety four Orange Bowl, I can just rip it off like that. Mm-hmm. So tell me, yeah. Jeff, what Iowa team was in the sweet sixteen in basketball this year? Um, well, the Iowa State men's and yes. women's, women's team that were was exciting. in that was the Sweet exciting. 16. Yes. So Lance is a big Iowa – you're an Iowa State, State. alum, right? I Are am. You, Iowa yeah. State My alum. Too. My sister is too. There's a family of us. Yes. yes, Iowa State fans. And, you know, here in Nebraska, we don't we don't mind Iowa State. No. Like we, we – you know, No, we like Nebraska. We cheer for Iowa Yeah, the State. Iowa State fans that, that work out at our gym. Oh, we have one gentleman's name's Ron Nachman. And, he, you know, I talk to him all the time, but – Ron is Iowa, really hoping to get a shout out on the show. Ron Nachman. So if he hears yeah. his name, yes. Big Iowa State <laughs> fan um, that comes to our gym. But, you know, when it comes to the Iowa fans, Lance, I <laughs> I mean, you know, I will I will accept Iowa fans at our gym. Mm-hmm. Like we have multiple Iowa fans that come to our gym. I know exactly who they are. Um and we have, you know, so I accept them. It's good. I, you know, I can right. go back, but I'll tell you what, I don't know if I would ever let a Texas fan come to our gym. Well, now, hold on, hold on. We have locations in Texas. Be careful there. Well, they could come and we visit. We have a lot right. in Iowa City, Cedar Rapids. These are, these are Hawkeye nations. They, we know. And I love my Hawkeye brothers because the bond that we have in Fairfield, we talked about, is actually stronger 
then they're legions to most of their football teams. Think about that. Yeah, that's so true. So they're our family. Well, even now, though even though even though some people may have a little misguided on their on their fanship. Yeah, misguided. <laughs> they're yes, still our yes. family. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, I have I have instructed multiple class yes. time, multiple classes in Iowa gear when I've made bet with my members. <laughs> oh, so really? Now, yeah. We haven't beaten Iowa since 2014. You, so it's been you a kind long... of stopped making that bet. Well, I did here because we did have an I remember when yeah. Luke came and I, yes. I taught and he made this little picture that says like gam- oh, yeah. gambling anonymous. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't gamble. And it was just me decked That's out true. in Iowa stuff. No, no, so, you're right. <laughs> but I like to, you know, I am a business owner, so right. I got to have fun with my members and, and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but no, we love everybody. Anybody's welcome to yes. Farrell's Extreme Body Shaping. Yep. Well, Lance, we are up against a break. Um, when we come back, we want to talk to you. You just had a trip recently um, where you went and you climbed a mountain. And we want to talk Speaking about... mountains, right? Yes. Okay. We want to talk about that experience and what you learned um, in your older, wiser age climbing that mountain. Is that cool? That's cool. Let's talk about it. All right. We'll be right back. Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, we are back with Lance Farrell. If you have any questions for Lance, we only have him for one more segment. Um, if you have any questions for Lance, you can text into the show on the Starter Heyman text line at 402 402- Four six four five six eight five. I'm sure he would love to answer your question, so we'll keep an eye on that. Um, well, welcome back, Lance. So you had just went on a trip um, and climbed a pretty cool high mountain. Can you talk, tell our listeners what you did, where you went, and give us a little bit of info about that? Yeah, actually, this month. So I, I, uh, I'd read several adventure books. I read the book Into Thin Air. Maybe even watched the movie that that's out, but I've I've watched several Mount Everest type of shows and I determined in my mind that I was never going to do Mount Everest because <laughs> my friend, Charlie Whitmack, who I called the coach about going up Kilimanjaro, I, I call him and say, Hey, what should I wear for boots? What should I do stuff? And he, and, uh, his story is he, he did the world triathlon. He did Mount Everest twice. He swam the English channel twice. And he did this long wow. bike ride through the desert. And the second night he did Kilimanjaro, he was the only person in his group that came back with all of his fingers and toes. Jeez. So that's a serious, serious uh, adventure. Of Mount Everest. <laughs> I say Kilimanjaro, Mount Everest. Yeah, yeah. And he did Kilimanjaro 14 times, so he was coaching me through that, how when you are acclimating to that height, you have to, like, go slow. You, you can't get an anaerobic work on it. It's like most of our guys in our group were fitness people. We're only three of us ended up. I'll tell you that story, but... Um, you have to go slow and acclimate. Otherwise, you get altitude sickness. And if you get altitude sickness, they have to take you off the mountain. You're, you're not going to go up. And in fact, I ran into a guy from Sweden who was 22 years old, super fit, looked like he had 4% body fat. And he got sick because he tried to go too fast one day, and he was puking every half hour for an entire day. Mm. So they take him off the mountain. He never made it. We had a real experienced guy. He'd done uh, Kilimanjaro 400 times. This is his job. And Joseph was his name great guy and he made sure that we did everything right and they check your your pulse every day your your oxygen level every day twice a day to make sure that you're healthy and can keep going and they have emergency oxygen up there if you need it but um so i determined in my mind 
a while back that I would do Kilimanjaro at some point in time if the opportunity would arise. And then a few months ago, it wasn't long ago, a few months ago, my friend Mike Dillard reaches out and said, hey, do you want to go up Kilimanjaro? I'm taking my daughter up as a father-daughter bonding thing and a few other people. Uh, so it's really like eight of us. Do you want to go? And so a week later, I said, I'll do it. I'm going. So um, I, I really, I didn't do anything physical to prepare for this other than Carol's Dream Body Shaping. I, I've been living this program for 20 years, That's and I just stay at this certain level, usually about 10% body fat. And then so I just like didn't do anything extra. And actually, I was in better condition going up than the people that had trained for that. They were in our group. And there were only two people in our group besides me, plus 26 helpers. They call them Sherpas in, uh, you know, for Everest, but they call them right. porters here. So we had 22 porters and then a head chef, a camp, camp director, an assistant guide, and a head guide. So 26 people total to help us three people summit Kilimanjaro. And I thought, wow, what you know these people? When I got to the top and experienced the whole thing, I realized we needed every one of those people to get us up there. It's it's incredible. These uh, these porters will go down as you're hiking up, and keep in mind you'll hike up to like nine thousand, eleven thousand feet, and then and then camp at nine thousand. Hike up to thirteen thousand, camp at eleven thousand to acclimate. You'll hike up to fifteen thousand, camp at thirteen thousand. Keep in mind your highest ski resorts out there are like ten, five, eleven thousand feet. Your highest ski resorts and Kilimanjaro is 19,300. Wow. When you get up there, there are no trees. There are no, and so the wind is just brutal and it's cold and it's just, uh, it's, it's experience. It's, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done and one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. So let me tell you about the two guys that I'd never met before and they never met each other. These two guys are from Oklahoma City, never met each other. I'd never met them. And now for the first time, we're doing this extreme uh, trip up Kilimanjaro together with our 26 helpers, who very few of those guys spoke English. Um, our, our main guy, Joseph, did and was just a fantastic guy. And um, yeah, so everybody says, oh, it's just a hike. Well, at one point in time, Joseph says, just uh, hug the mountain on this part and just shuffle step side to side. <laughs> And yeah, if you, I was glad it was not rainy or windy that day because it, uh, looking back, it was not good if you didn't get across this little part. And the first, before we got to that, we were probably crawling, uh, for about two, two or three hours to get up to that point in the mountain. So, but a lot of it is simple hiking, but, um, give you an idea on the summit day, we, uh, we acclimated for six days on the summit day. We, we camp at about 15,000 and we're going to hike to 19.3. And so to get up the top, you want to be up there in the morning because there's fewer clouds. It's just a better experience to be up there in the morning first thing. So we got to midnight to start hiking. By 7.30 a.m., we'd made it to the top. And I had the wow. camelback thing with the water. And that's just the best way to hike. Put your backpack and you can suck the water every day of your little hose. Well, my hose froze about an hour into it. But fortunately, I, I knew that it could happen. So I put a water bottle in my coat jacket to keep it warm so I could drink out of that. But when you're hiking at that altitude, you have to, you're taking slow steps, you're moving slow, but when you have to drink water, you stop, catch your breath for about 20, 30 seconds, take one sip, catch your breath again for 20, 30 seconds, take another sip because you cannot breathe and drink water at the same time. And it's, the oxygen is so thin that uh, you, it takes a long time to get a drink of water when you stop. And what's funny is uh, 
Joseph said, you get these little hand warmers that, you know, I, I deer hunt in Iowa, so I'll, I'll break open the hand warmer before I go out and sit in the deer stand. And as soon as the oxygen hits that hand warmer, it's warm right away. Uh, up there, he said, open it about an hour early because it takes oxygen to get it started. It won't get warm for a while. Um, he was right. I opened that thing up and nothing happened. And an hour later, it starts getting a little bit warm. I'm not really sure it ever got extremely warm because it needs oxygen to uh, activate. Really interesting. That I have um, anxiety just listening to you tell this story. Well, we we, we tried to we tried to drive up Mount Evans in Colorado in our vehicle SUV, and Nicole was freaking out. I had an actual she, panic attack. She thought I was going to drive off the cliff. <laughs> we were in a car. We were in a car. So, and there's there's people like riding their bikes down the mountain. We have a friend that has ridden his yeah. bike down that mountain before. So we didn't even get to the top because no. she was literally just thought we were going to just fly off the side of the road and I, crash. So My throat is tightening. Yeah, she's, 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 she's getting nervous I right am. now. So. I really am. That is awesome. Oh yes, my that gosh. is awesome. Lance, do you have anything else to oh. add um, about ferals in general? We got you for about four or five more minutes, um, and then we'll have to, to get off here. But um, anything you want to add? Let me- let me tell you really quick on the Kilimanjaro thing. Yeah. The two guys I met before, one of them was conservative, um, Christian, kind of you know older guy, 67. The other one was 56-year-old who was uh, agnostic, claimed agnostic, um, liberal. And as we're going up, these guys start having some debates. Three days into it, we're in the, we're in the mess tent eating, and the older one asked the younger one to step outside so he could kick his butt. <laughs> outside the tent oh. i'm not kidding this happened and the oh, no. camp guy stopped it i like so uh i i had a chat with the older one the next day i said look you need to bite your lip you know you may not agree with certain things but you just gotta get along right and so we got to we summoned a kilimanjaro and i've been praying for them every every day and that day i didn't yet because we got to midnight so we at the top i did a little prayer for them and the older one apologized to the young one for the event in the tent the young one apologized we're all like sobbing at this point it was mm-hmm. the most paradigm shift it, it was crazy it was just so much fun that's probably the highlight of the trip is those two guys having such a such a shift in their attitudes towards each other well it put it all in perspective to, it put know. it all into perspective like mm-hmm. i imagine like i will never climb mount kilimanjaro but when i stand in front of the ocean i feel really small like i also do not like mm-hmm. the ocean so i feel mm-hmm. like it put that in probably into perspective well, for we, them we kind of felt like that mm-hmm. when we climbed up the scott's bluff monument no that's true that was fun i didn't have, i wasn't afraid of that we were looking around <laughs> and this was in the height of covid you yeah. know so we were up just out outside on a little trip yeah and, we, I don't even know how high it is, maybe 300 feet, not know, 400 feet, but that was pretty cool for us. Yeah. You know, we we're just looking around. We're like, wow, this is just so beautiful country yeah. out here. Puts like, it a lot mm-hmm. of things in These little things we get all upset about, you yeah. know? Yeah. So yeah, I could, totally can agree with that. Yeah. So, awesome. so, so Nicole, you said, I mean, it just makes you feel small. I'm looking up there on the mountain. I'm seeing these glaciers and feeling pretty small on this, this magnanimous mountain. But for the people listening from Lincoln, I got to tell you that when you honestly, from my heart, when you go in and talk to Jeff and Nicole at the Trail Stream Bike Station in Lincoln, they're going to make you feel big. They're going to make you feel important. And that's the key to our program is the culture that these guys make you feel so good by coming in and, and will help you along and hold your hand to get you those results that you're looking for. The, I mean, Jeff and Nicole have done this, for, you know, you heard them almost 20 years each and then having locations and having successful winners. I would always look at Altoona being in Des Moines market and the results come out tuna were always like a little bit better than some of the other ones, like consistent, mm-hmm. like how are these guys doing that? 
So I know, and I can tell your audience that you guys will help them get the best results possible when they come in and, and, and trust themselves with you for at least that 10 week time. And then hopefully they'll create some good lifestyle habits and continue to be a part of the program. Well, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate we, that a lot. We've going on in June will be nine years that we've owned owners. Yep. Of Farrell's Extreme Body Shaping. We're the yep. second longest tenured owners in all of Farrell's Extreme Body Shaping. <laughs> I might add. That's so incredible. Yeah. I think that I think uh, Tamara and Pat Thomas are the. Yeah. They're longer than we are, but that and I don't know how long they've been owners, but they're a little bit longer than we are. Yeah, so, I think so we've been at it for yeah, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've. Uh, we have seen over 3,000 people come through Farrell's Extreme Body Shaping under our watch. Mm -hmm. We've seen every different age, fitness level, story. Um, you know, we've seen it all. We've yeah. heard every excuse. We've, mm -hmm. we've, I mean, we've heard everything. So, yeah, we're, we're, we have an awesome team in Lincoln, awesome instructors, awesome members, awesome coaches um, that are all there to help you feel better and be the best version of yourself. So, like I said, the next 10-week challenge starts April 9th. And if you're listening anywhere in the country where there's a Farrell's location, we're all starting April 9th. So Mostly, yeah. um, you're in the Twin Cities, there's in Des Moines, anywhere listening. Yeah. I, I encourage you to check out your local Farrell's Extreme Body Shaping. Yep. And then, yeah, before we let you go, Lance, so your book, Life mm -hmm. at Level 10, I know that's available. Do you usually tell people to go to Amazon for that book? Yeah, they go to Amazon yeah. and get the book and then take a look at You can get the Kindle version or the paperback. Now and I will then, tell uh, you, there's a lot yeah, of like, like trade secrets in that book. There's some there's some trade secrets in there. You kind of you kind of give away the program in that book. Well, you know, I want people that don't have <laughs> access to a facility yeah. to be able to no, have some great. results, you know, and you get, you get motivated. And that's the whole thing is to yeah. reach more people. And that's why there's so many stories in there that hopefully they can relate to one of them. That like, wow, that sounds like me. Yeah. I, there is hope. You know, we just want to give them hope with that and help them live a life at level 10. That's really what it's all about. Yep. And I know that if they get that book and they, they like that and they do that at home to start whatever, they'll find a facility that's close to them if there is one and then have this family that's been waiting for them, yep. you know, to help them out. Yep. Well, thank you very much. So yes, definitely thanks for joining us. Recommend checking yeah. that out. Thanks for having me. Yep. yep. You guys are great. All right. We'll talk, talk to, to you later. soon. Take care. Oh, we'll be right back. Oh, so yeah. So this is our first show, obviously. So I think in our next segment, we're going to have, uh, first day. we're going to do a little blended with the Sunday morning pancakes as I have a few words to have with these guys here. So hopefully they'll be in soon and we can chat. <laughs>